0: It's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Baird here on this day five of month three, 2023 years after Awesome Sauce Things have occurred. One of those major Awesome Sauce Things is the centerpiece of our faith, my faith, and I'm sure your faith if you're connected to this. The birth, the life, the death and the burial and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, and even the anticipation of his return. That is what we come to celebrate this morning, this afternoon or this evening, however uh, you connect to this, whether it's live or on demand. We thank you for being a part. We thank you for sharing and caring and praying. We're going to talk a little bit later about how you can share with your friends and family those who uh, may not may not connect with us live or may not find a, they 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 need to figure out how to do this on on the replay. We got a couple other ways to to do this on demand, and we'll we'll share one of those ways other than the the way that you're probably consuming this. Or I would like to consider you consuming this. Uh, To our friends, shout out on behalf of the platform of which you've chosen to use this. If you're getting this on demand, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all that good stuff. We're going to share with you, as I said, in just a few moments or down yonder, probably towards the end about how everybody can be a part of this. But that's then. Right now, I would like for us to take a few moments to. Just sit as we're preparing to to come to our time of fellowship and meditation. I would like for us to sit and draw our attention. Draw in the wondering of thy mind, the scattering of thy many thoughts. That's in the scriptures, you know. We would like to do that this morning. We would like for you to take an opportunity to to, uh, to think about a few things. we like to take an opportunity to, as they say, draw on our, you'll be surprised if you just be still and just breathe a little bit. We got a lot going on in your world. just take a deep breath we're so grateful for the opportunity to breathe you know we we go to church and we spend a lot of time praying and as they say calling on the name of the Lord and all that exerts energy You'll be surprised how much just crying out to God can be so taxing on you. But sometimes just sitting and taking a breath. Just being still. Be still. And know that I am Be still and no. Be still and no. Be still. the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil put your name in there when I was growing up I was taught put your name in there everywhere you see I or me put your name yay though Eric walks through the valley of the shadow of death,
1: Eric will fear
0: no evil. For thou art with Eric. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort Eric. Thou prepares a table before Eric in the presence. Eric's enemies, thou anointed Eric's head with oil, Eric's cup runneth on. Eric. Fret not, Eric, because of evildoers. Nor be envious of the workers of iniquity. They will soon be cut off. Worry not yourself, Eric. Worry not. Worry not. Worry not. We're thankful. Friends, as we get ready for our time of fellowship and worship, I would like for you to consider how you can support us in three ways. If you can do so by giving, those three ways are maybe a dollar, maybe five, maybe 10, maybe 20. Actually, that's four. I just decided to break it down a little bit lower. If you'd like to consider a monthly gift of one, five, ten, or 20, that can go a long ways towards our CDC goals. We're looking to do more in our community. We're looking to do more in our world, and that's going to require some some dollar bills. And so we asked you to consider that. We're not asking you to to pay your tithe here. That's a whole other conversation. You may have another church where you you're making those contributions and you have those commitments, and we definitely appreciate that. But for us, just 1, 5, 10, or 20 on a monthly scale. And then also on that monthly scale, if you can, this is the second piece of business. If you can share with one person a week, that's anywhere from one to five people a month. Give them this number and say, hey, if you find yourself in need of an alternative just either call in or find this online. And three, if you can commit to keeping what we do in your thoughts and in your prayers, that would be, as I love to say, awesome sauce. So if you can find in your your heart to uh, make a commitment to us in those three areas, I definitely appreciate it. My friends, you may have some people right now that you're thinking about you want to share this with and they can't call in live if you can get them to text right now or slide through their dms right now and they can call in live or find this on demand just slide them this link that'll be awesome sauce but but maybe they just can't do it then the next option would be as i said to slide this in their dms and they can get it later or you can have them call they can call a a lovely number that would allow for them to get this at their own convenience for, for our grannies who just don't know how to use the Internet. That number is 978-990-5097. 978-990-5097. That is uh, definitely restricted to these states united. You may have to put a one in front of that if you're using a landline phone. That's how they can connect again for granny who just doesn't. They just ain't ain't technologically advanced. I understand that. So if you can do that for us, we definitely appreciate it. All right. We're going to get into today's time together in just a few moments. So all those people that you would like to consider sharing this with, you go ahead and do that. And then we can get as many people... Online or on the phone in just a few moments
2: right now we
3: get ready to go. Mama Belle is going to head over towards the piano, and while she's making her way over towards the piano, maybe you need to get up and stretch your legs a little bit. They say the number one problem amongst senior members of our society, is the lack of mobility. I read an article that says sometimes the simple thing is just getting up and walking around your bedroom. I know you can't move much. Uh, There's a little bit of, of a challenge. But just start with walking around your bedroom. and Blessing God for those little steps that you can make. We'll do that. Mama Bell is going to get ready. When she gets to that piano, that'll be her cue to start playing. Oh,
2: okay. And then
3: uh, after she gets there, Brother Dennis will do his thing. And then Mama Bell will play Jesus Loves Me and let the world know that we are all loved and friendly and cute and, and all that. Jesus Loves Me. Gonna... No, no, no. You're gonna do your thing and then after brother Dennis does his thing, then you do your Jesus love. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, so we 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 we're trying to make sure you ain't got to leave the piano. So when you leave, you leave for good.
2: Okay.
3: Yeah, okay. yeah. So we'll do that, Mama Bear. when you're ready, you can play us in and we'll just walk around a little bit and enjoy ourselves. And then okay. brother Dennis will do his thing. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Mama Bell. I know you're going to be ready to play again in a few minutes. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to First virtual church. This first first Sunday in March uh, uh, it wasn't long ago. We were saying the first Sunday in January. I'm just flies by, and we uh, you know we. I've appreciated that because that means I'm still here, right? And, uh, we have to think about that. So as we we prepare for today's service, let us think about that. Let us think about God giving us another day. God giving us another chance to stand up and walk around, to uh, to spread His words, to spread His joy, and to spread His love. That's the most important thing. God's love is always available, no matter who we are, where we are, or what we try to be. God will always love us, and we must thank You for us. So, thank you, thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you'll be blessed. Uh, we've already been blessed by Mama Bell. And she's about to bless us again with one of the songs that uh, is our anthem, Jesus loves Me. And we thank you for that. All right. Mm-hmm.
3: In your Bible, you can turn to our verse of the day, our focal point, before we head into our moment of prayer. It's in Daniel, chapter 2. We'll give you some time to go find your Bible in case it's on the other side of the room. Once again, good morning to all of you. Fine. Individuals and friends of ours, and we're grateful that you're with us on this Sunday morning, as Brother Dennis has alluded to, and and then those who are listening to us, uh, Brother Dennis, either on the internet or on what we call the replay. Uh, that's another thing to share, and we're grateful for people. Some folks call in and. Uh, they just miss us at 730, and so they, we have an opportunity for, for them to just listen and be a part of us uh, even after this has gone off the air. So you can get it on the Internet, download it on your phones, or you can call in the number and get that. If uh, you find somebody who has that number for us, it was definitely on the line to be there so you can listen to it no matter when you do it so we're grateful this morning now that you found your bibles we want to focus on our verse before we head into our pastor praying for us dennis and daniel chapter 2 verse 44 it says in the days of those kings the God of the heavens will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed. And this kingdom will not be left to another people, but it will crush all these kingdoms bring and bring them to an end. But will itself endure forever. This morning as we focus on our prayer and later on on our time of meditation, we're going to talk about uh, I got bigger fish to fry. That's going to be our subject in a few moments. But before we get to that, we want to uh, put some things out there for you to consider in your time of prayer. Our dear Pastor's definitely going to have some things that's on his mind, and we're grateful for him and what has been placed upon his heart to share is in our time of corporate discussion with our creator. And then you have some things that are definitely on your mind, and we will graciously and, and uh, most certainly make time for you to express yourself because apart from what we think we need to talk about, your, your issues are definitely important as well. And then there's some things that I think we need to talk about here as a community, as a corporate body, if you will. Uh, We talked about where we're headed. I need you to consider in prayer, as I shared with somebody last night, uh, we're not going to beat up people. We made a career around here of not beating up people about resources, whether it's money, whether it's going out and and winning people. We're, we're, We're not going to do that. But we are going to make an appeal to those who feel that they have uh, the opportunity, the time, the finances to do that. Wherever you find yourself in that conversation, we ask you to carefully consider that as we are looking to do various other things within our community uh, around us, a lot of things that we have done has been, uh, very grateful and blessed by the people and to the people. Uh, but it does require resources for us to continue to do that. So we're asking for you to consider how we're going to do that. We're working on what I like to call a community development corporation. I like to call that. It is what it is. And what that's going to do is that's going to house everything that we have been working on these past three years is going to allow us to have the facility to do our tech classes. Uh, we have been grateful for uh, the, the space that's been provided for us by other people, but we're going to look now to uh, secure our own facilities so that we can do these things because we're putting pressure on other communities with our work. And then secondly, It allows us the opportunity to do more outreach, more engagement, more social programs, uh, more uh, meeting of needs. And so that community cooperation, the Community Development Corporation is going to do that. And that is the first milestone in what I like to call our 2025 plan over the next two years is building out this this vision of a community development. And we're gonna first go into that. And we I, I would like to tell you this so that you do not feel bad or pressured. If everybody who
2: calls into
3: this line I want you to tell you this because this is how easy this is. If everybody who calls into this line Ms. Harriet Tubman is going to be on the the face of a $20 bill in just a few days. If everybody who calls into this line just did one of those a month, we'd raise $3,000 right here amongst us, $3,000. I just want you to know how easy and how much of a burden it is not. And that will surpass where we're going in the future. So I want you to know that it will never be hard on you. It would never be hard. We know that most of us are seniors. And if everybody on this line called two people, two people, and said, hey, call in, whether it's on the Internet, whether it's here live, or whether it's on the replay, we would hit somewhere near 200 members a month just from two people. So I need you to know how easy it is for our new vision. So that's what I would like for you to consider. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more as the months progress, as we're heading into our third year together. That is our goal for our first Sunday in May that we will be able to uh, secure that community development from a legal perspective. And so we put that in your mind as we get into our prayer. Our pastor is coming to pray whatever's on his mind. And while he is praying over what's on his mind and what I have put out of the petition, we ask you to also consider yours as well. Well, good morning to everyone, and I pray that everyone had a blessed week. And as we have come to this day, this grand day this blessed day, this sunny, sunny morning where the sun has reached this uh, point where we could visibly see the rays and even see the sun itself, and we thank God for that. As we prepare this morning, as you prepare, as we prepare to go before the Lord, I just encourage you all just get up and just move around and and, and just bless your house as you bless the lord and invite invoke his presence in this service and and just invoke him in your home and just just stir up the angels that god has given charge over you yeah. and just begin to bless the lord as you talk to him and as you minister to him and not only that as he minister back to you that he is a God that he also uh, listens, but he's also a God that talks to us and he ministered to us. And while we are praying, we are just exciting the atmosphere and invoking his presence. And at the same time, we're running the devil out. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And uh, some of you might want to open it, crack the door so he can go ahead and leave so he won't keep a lot of notes on the way out. Hallelujah. Most gracious God, our Father, we just thank you. We just praise you. We just give you glory and honor for this day. Lord, we thank you. You're such a gracious and good God. You've been faithful to us. You're faithful to us now. You've been faithful to us all week. And we thank you for that. Father, we might have a little pain here, a little pain there, a little discomfort here. Maybe maybe have received some bad news, even probably gotten some good news. And whatever the case is, Lord, reflect. Thank you for allowing us to come to this day and to praise and to glorify you and to magnify your holy name. It's a privilege and an honor to know you and there's a privilege and an honor to be acquainted with you, to know you and, and and it's a blessing to be able to engulf in more information to even to know you better and we thank you for that. We thank you for, as Mama used to say, for the blood that's running warm in our veins. We thank you for the activities of our limbs, and we thank you for the articulation of speech. We thank you, Lord God, for giving lubricating our joints and our bones and the ability to see, to hear, to smell, to taste, and to touch. We thank you because it's because of you we live, we move, and we have our being. Our very existence is because of you and we come to fulfill that which you have given to us. We come to fulfill the obligations and the giftings that you have given to us to donate and give back to the world. We thank you, Lord, for your grace anointing that you have given us and empowered us to love and to share this which you have given to us to those who are around us. We thank you because when you created us, you didn't create no junk because your word says that we are wonderfully made. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for being us, uh, being in us and with us. And thank you for allowing us to be a craftsmanship of your glory. And in your image, you did create us. And we thank you. Now, Lord God, I pray core our dear people that are with us this morning, I pray, God, that you would just continue to strengthen them, touch them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. I pray, Lord, God, if there's anything that is in their body that's giving them discomfort, I pray, God, that you would heal it. I pray, God, you would touch them, even go down to the source of wherever it comes from, Lord God, and deal with it. Father, the last time I checked, because of of your stripes we are healed. Yes. And we thank you for the healing that you have prov- already provided. From the last time I checked, Lord God, you was wounded for our transgressions. And the chastisement of our peace was upon you. And by your stripes we're healed. And we thank you, Lord God, for the peace that you've given us, even though we have, Lord God, gone through many dangers, toils, and spares. Yay Though so you We walk through the valleys and the shadows of death. We don't have to feel no evil for, okay. because you are with us. Yes. You are our rod and our staff, and you
2: comfort us
3: all the days of our lives. Lord, you allow us, even though there are stormy weathers, you lead us beside the still waters. Yes. And we thank you for that. And we glorify you, Lord God. We rose this morning. Lord God, to thank you we rose this morning to talk to you because you are a listening God. You are God that listens to us when we pray. You said that we can cast all of our cares upon you because you care for us, and we thank you, Lord, and we glorify you, Father. We have with us this morning family members that are on our mind. We have children and grandchildren, and we have neighbors, we have friends, we have constituents, we have coworkers, and Father, we just pray, Lord God, wherever they need, and, Lord God, and wherever they are, God, you must touch them, Lord. Some might be needing salvation. Some might need deliverance. Some might need healing. Whatever it is that is on our hearts, we pray and we lift them up before you in Jesus' name, God, that you would get the glory out of their lives, Lord God, that they may come to know who you are in the power of your might. God, you are a miracle worker. Hmm. I said you are a miracle worker. Yes, yes, yes. Some of us are evidence of your miracle working power. By us just being here this morning, it's just a miracle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It's just a miracle, and we thank you, and we glorify you. Father, we have initiatives. We have things that we want to do and desire to do, and Father, we understand that all the way it can get done, Lord God, you're going to have to do it. We trust in you. We trust in you. We trust in you to go before us.
2: Hey,
3: Lord God, before we even get to the doctor's office, we ask asking you to go before us, Lord God. And we thank you for changing the report because you changed the status of our healing. And we thank you, Lord. Hey, we glorify you. We thank you for brightening up the days and using our eye sockets and all of the components that deal with the eyes. We thank you for strengthening them and giving them what they need so we can be used for your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you for lubricating the joints, Lord God, and making us mobile to do the things that you call us to do. Thank you for giving us a voice and thank you for leading us where we need to be led to pray for those who need to be prayed for we thank you Lord God we thank you because yet I don't care how old we are we still got what is needed to do what you call us to do and we thank you for and in Jesus name and father we thank you for our communities we thank you for the desires that you have given us to be a blessing to our communities and Lord God as their efforts that you have given our pastor, Lord God. We pray, God, that you will bless them. You said that, God, you will give us provision for every vision. And, God, we pray for the provisions now, Lord God. We pray that they will come from the north, the south, the east, and the west. Lord God, I pray it will be more than enough. And Lord God, that there will be even more. Ah, there will be something left over, like you did when you fed the ten thousand, and when you fed the five thousand, they were able to take baskets and get pick up fragments. Because Lord God, you took little and you made much, and then you gave an extra oversupply. supply. And we thank you for that, and we glorify you, Father. We thank you for protecting and we thank you again for the angels that, uh, that surround our homes. Thank you for blessing what we have and thank you Lord God for stretching our monies Lord God that we got more money than we do month, and not more month than we do money and God we thank you for that That we glorify you for being that great protector. Thank you for being that great supplier and thank you Lord God for watching over that which you have given us and we thank you for it in Jesus Jesus name. I know this morning that there's a lot of things that I didn't get to this morning that's problems on your heart but we're giving you this time now to as you walk and as you pray as you meditate the Lord is giving you and burdening your heart with some things. now let's go let's take those things to the Lord in prayer now.
2: Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Jesus mm. May the works I've done
3: speak for me. May the
2: works I've done
3: speak for me. When I'm resting in my grave. And there's nothing that can be said.
1: Yeah.
2: May the works I've done,
1: Lord, oh, speak for me.
4: Speak for Amen. Speak for me. Hallelujah. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Thank you. Fine, myself. In a little bit of a conundrum sometimes. Uh, well, I definitely, our I, I pastor, I believe, can attest to this. Saturday evening for a preacher is a little bit of a challenge. Saturday evening or should I say all day Saturday, is a challenge. And then Monday morning is recovery from Saturday and Sunday. You go into agonizing pain, if you will, emotional and mental distress, the preacher does, because he's trying to figure out what the message is for Sunday. He is the voice, after all, of the people the catalyst, the advocate between God and man. He's Jesus' advertiser, his agent here on earth, the hands and feet of God. But in certain times, the leader has the struggle of trying to understand what comes next. The leader has the problem of trying to decide how we move from point A to point B. Sometimes church can become a little stale. Oh, we built the facility, got nice bricks on it. The stained glass wonders tell beautiful stories. Oh, the pipe organ is delicious. The light. Those wonderful chandeliers, some of them remind us of the English texture, the, the Greek and Latin persuasion. It is, it is inspired by the ancient uh, church builders and architects. We got good food. You can't have a service without food, right? <clears throat> Chicken got to be good. You ain't Uh saved you ain't got a good pot of chicken.
4: (laughs) 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 Uh Uh-huh.
3: And wash it down with a nice cold beverage. You can have your choice. Iced tea or Pepsi. So we built the facility. We got the, the fellowship hall. We we can have our little social and our repasses and and we can do the mothers' days and the missionary services and and the lush anniversaries and the choir saying we can do all of that but it's still a repeated loop i i come to the conclusion on last evening and this is not a shot at anyone this is more just an observation but sometimes you look at our churches And our preachers, and again, I'm not trying to take a shot. I'm just trying to take an observation. And what's most easy, nobody wants to wake up in the morning and be shot at. Oh, we'll get up and preach about being the the hands and feet of God, being the mouthpiece of God, standing up, telling truth to power. But don't nobody want to get shot at. I sure don't. You can preach all the sermons and read all the scriptures to me, but them bullets hurt. You go out and you get stabbed by the government. You get stabbed by the business community. You get stabbed by your own church folk. Then you come home and your family's stabbing you too. That stuff hurts. Don't nobody want to deal with that. Even Jesus had his moment of discussion When he found himself in the garden of Gethsemane, we're coming to celebrate that just a few. When he sat there and he was praying, and the scripture says that he prayed until the sweat beat off him like drops of blood. He was frustrated. He was having a moment. Listen, God. I understand that you got a plan and a purpose. You told me in Jeremiah 29, I got plans, I got plans, I got plans. You even went back over in chapter 1 and verse 5. and said, before I formed thee in thy mother's womb, before I put you there, before mom and daddy got together, light the candles, turned the lights down low, before Teddy Pendergrass came on, before Luther Vandross said, a chair is not a chair unless you're sitting there, before all that happened, before you got that? well, we ain't got to go in the way. You know how babies is born. You won't hatch. Before all that happened, I had a plan. I sat down. I called a board of directors meeting. I, I had some drawings, you see, and I went into my, my board of directors meeting. I said, Genesis, we well, said, let us. That was the board of directors meeting. Let us. Here's my plans. For this person. Here's my plans for Barbara. Here's my plans for Eric. Here's my plans for Dennis. Here's my plans for... Here's my plans. Here's my plans. Here's my plans. You had some plans. But you see, I got a problem with these plans. Because the journey towards the plan, the travel, is the most excruciating. Some of you have never... Been to Disneyland or Disney World or any of those theme parks? Some of you, uh, well, if you find a destination that you find comforting, how about that? Let's start there. Somewhere where you wanted to go, you were just excited to get there. You was gonna look forward to the fun, the drinks, especially if you was going to one of them islands. You know those seven days. Six nights all inclusive. You was gonna get everything together, but the travel, the preparation, the getting out of Norfolk International, the boarding the plane with two, three hundred other people. Some of them smell like garbage. You had to sit next to a man that's snoring drool. Somebody wanted to talk your head off. The journey was hard. but you kept your mind on the destination. And if you keep your mind on the destination, eventually the journey becomes inadequate. It becomes non-significant. What has this got to do with where we want to fix? You have a king who just like some time before, now we're in, land with a king named Nebuchadnezzar before this happened it was with a guy named Joseph over there in Egypt with Pharaoh. But now we are in Nebuchadnezzar's kingdom. He's still dreaming. Oh Solomon, how you doing? How you doing, brother? Wasn't it you that said vanity, vanity, all is vanity. There's nothing to do under the sun. There might be new ideas and new people and new players, but the game is still the same. God used a dream to stir up the mind, to confuse, to conflict, to, to cause some indigestion, if you will, emotionally and psychologically, inside of the, the psyche of Nebuchadnezzar. And that poised Daniel to come in and have a discussion. To dissect, to pick the part, to uh, put this puzzle together. He he scattered all the emotional pieces on the table, if you will, and then he started putting this piece goes there and that goes over there and
2: this
3: is like that and that and, and then we now we got a big piece. The moral of the story is Oh, there's a new kingdom coming. What y'all got going on here is irrelevant. What y'all doing is insignificant. This this right here don't matter because there's a new kingdom. There's a new wave of ideas. There's a new wave of thought. There's a new measure coming. And that got me to thinking more about my brother, Daniel, Mm-hmm. because when you think about these individuals, Daniel and Joseph and other of our prophets, both major and minor, nine times out of ten, the head of the table is always in agreement. It's the little people. That you got problems with. Mm -hmm. This lesson taught me something very interesting. It asked or poised me to ask a question Why are you fighting with folks who are insignificant to the cause? Mm -hmm. You're trying to go get a loan and You're looking to create a program. You're putting together a proposal. You're sitting down or preparing to sit down with with VCs, venture capitalists, and and, uh, AIs, angel investors. You got a couple on your mind. You're getting ready to go out to New York, and you're going to walk down, and you're going to take some meetings, go to some social events, uh, rub some elbows, uh, toast a few glasses. And instead of you getting out to New York and, and getting into the room where these big shots are, the Tim Ferrises, the, the Kevin Roses, the Mark Zuckerbergs, the Tim Cooks, the Warren Buffetts, and so forth and so on, before you get to that, you start arguing with a janitor, the man that scrubs the floors. Now, I'm not saying that the janitor is secret and stupid. I'm not saying the janitor does not have some good tips or tricks. After all, that janitor has been in and out of those rooms. The janitor came in and dumped the trash and brought in the, the, you know, the cleaning emergency squad. When those big shots got drunk and started throwing up all over the place, he had to come in and clean up. He heard one or two things. He can give you some advice. But what you can't do, what you ain't to do, is sit here as a gentleman and try to tell me what I can't do because you ain't doing it. That I am supposed to be just as low as you are. Oh, you have to be careful. Some folks will try to pull you down to their level, try to make you just as insignificant as they are. And they're not insignificant, they're just lazy. And they say, if I don't want to do it, if I don't have the drive to do it, if I can't go out there and work or don't want to go out there and work, you shouldn't want to work either. Because if you go out and become better, now i look worthless. And I don't like looking worthless. I grew up around some... People, that's why I started this conversation in the church. Not because I wanted to take a shot at the church again, but because I wanted to prove a point. I've been there. I've been around insignificant pastors, lazy pastors. Pastors ain't want to do nothing. And they put you in a box because they knew if you shined, you could direct the members in your direction. If you shine, you could outperform them. If you shine, you might be elected the pastor of the church, and they can't have that. They don't want to do nothing, but they can't have you doing nothing because you can't be better than them because they don't want to work. I got to hold you down to my level. We got to in this church. Mm-hmm. Somebody joked one time. It didn't hit me until years later. We got to lazify this church. Y'all want to do too much. Let's just sit down and talk. Eat chicken bones and throw it out the window. I don't want nothing better. I done worked. I'm tired now. Now, that I got that out because I come into therapy, I'm going to get back to where Daniel is. Because Daniel knowing all that we just discussed, he said, well, I want to talk about this new kingdom because this new kingdom overrides the old kingdom. What that means is while I'm sitting here frustrated with what these people are saying, while I'm sitting here frustrated and trying to fight with folks who don't want anything while I'm sitting here frustrated and trying to hold myself down because somebody had their mitigated goal in the ovarian Adaptment to tell me no while I'm sitting here worrying about what these folks is thinking over the yonder. There's a whole era of possibilities. I was in a chat downtown some time ago, and the man called me. I'm not going to name any names. Please allow me that liberty of of, of secrecy. You know it's a man, that's about all. He called me on the phone because we were doing something, and he said, Eric, this is what we're going to do, and I said, all right. I hung up the phone, and Mama Bell went and did what I wanted to do. And he called me back. He said, uh, Eric, I got a little bit of something to talk to you about. I said, what's on your mind? He said, uh, you graduated high school, did you? I said, I certainly did, barely. I thanked the Lord for Miss Cynthia Austin, got me out of that geometry class. She said, uh-huh. That's good. God bless Cynthia Austin. Mm hmm. Or oh, to have a dinner for her one day. Yeah, we should. What's on your mind? Well, since you graduated high school, that means uh, you got a diploma. I said, yeah. Why are we on that subject? Didn't you go to some college? I
2: yeah.
3: I spent about 15, 20 minutes in college. Huh. Enough to get a, enough to get a subway service. I thought about that?
2: Huh. So,
3: so, so you. you in that fifteen twenty minutes, you might you might learn one or two things. Yeah, I learned one or two things. Uh huh. Did Did you learn what no means? No, no, I ain't learned that. <laughs> you ain't learned what no means? No, no, I must skip that class. That must have happened after I left. <laughs> he said, "Well, Eric, what does no mean to you?" I said, "Well." You know the English language is very lazy. It's got a lot of meanings. Does the English language? One word can mean four or five different things. You understand? If you go back in the Greek and the Latin and all them other people, Latin America, and then you go over there in Africa and the Tutus and the tutus and the Susus and all them folk and the Sikis and everybody got their, everybody got their own interpretation of what a certain word mean. He said, I I get all that, I get all that, I get all that. But what does it mean to you? Well no, no. It's simple to me. No just mean not you. Say what? No just means you ain't gonna do it so you go find somebody else who will. So that's why you went and did what you want to do, pretty much. <clears throat> uh huh. Now before you think that, oh, Eric Baird is just this high-spirited person who found a way to just look beyond his enemies and push towards his proverbial destiny. No, I wasn't that smart then. I was just somewhat reckless. But now, oh, what you messed up with, you let me open this book here, this Bible, and you let me see some hidden treasures in plain sight that, A, if I focus on not the kingdom of this world, but I focus on the kingdom that is to surpass and overtake this world, if I focus on the God that created this world, Thou shalt call him wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. You shouldn't let me read that. You shouldn't you shouldn't let me read, do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing. Earth. You should not let me read that. You should not let me read that there is a kingdom somewhere not built with hands. You should not have let me read that, because now I understand that your adversaries are nothing more than a little cog in the wheel. Now I understand truly what David said. He prepareth a table before me in the presence Of my enemies, he anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely, surely, where am I going with this? So I can get out of your hair. Your time has been very precious. I thank you for it dearly. What I have found this morning is all of the things that seemingly us. that seemingly hold us captive. Oh, you can't do that. You can't build a a, a facility. Somebody talked to me last night, and I told them about some of the things that I was going to do. And a couple people called me, and they were out of concern. I'm not angry with them. It was concern. One gentleman called me and said, Erica, that's a big load you're taking on. I said, yes. And I realized after it was over, we have been such conditioned. We have been conditioned so much to believe in poverty, to rehearse things, that something that looked well beyond our years, well beyond our thought, well beyond our imagination, it's, not impo- it's impossible to us. Some of us barely made out the project. That's all we can see. We were never taught to dream the impossible, to believe in the unthinkable, to seek the unmovable, to push past the unshakable. That was never put in our vocabulary. Oh, we were taught that Robert Shuler was going to hell. We were taught that Joel Osteen was of the devil. We were taught that Jesse DePlantis was nothing more than a bunch of money-grubbing preachers. But all along, while they were preaching on, possibility, preaching on hope and prosperity, while they were praying for the birds and the bees and the sycamore trees, we was over there begging God and crying out for rent money. And nobody saw that as wrong. But the mother folk, because they didn't come out every Sunday and tell you you going to hell just because you sipped on a glass of wine. Or because you just didn't know what bed to sleep in. That was a problem. And so now, and again, I didn't say that to beat up anybody because I got my own demons to fight with the the possibility thinking with the Jesse Duplantis of the world. Jesse Duplantis said one time, he said, you know, if you're going to be an evangelist, you can't go out and drive a hoopty. And somebody went to Jesse and said, why you can't drive a hoopty? He said, let me ask you a question. You ever seen one of them rap videos? What rap video do you see on MTV or anywhere else where they're making them that they, they, the, the boys and girls drive around in Priuses? They're driving around in Lambos with wings for doors. They got, they got mansions that are 20 and 30 feet high. We're losing our children because what the world has decided to do is to put prosperity in their face, to put possibilities in their face, to put opportunities in their face. And because we couldn't put that opportunity, they wouldn't sold drugs. Because we were good with the food stamp guard, because we were good with the project guard. Because we were good with the government cheese and the five ninety nine and our job at the Waffle House, they could slide that dime bag into our pocket and say, "Hey, you go around there. And I can show you how to make five ninety nine in twenty seconds." And Jesse came out one day. He said, "If you want to change the narrative, change the view." He said, when we start getting brick-long houses, it ain't about the house. It's about the idea. It ain't about the car. It's about the idea. When we start being lenders and not borrowers, when we start being the head and not the tail, that's Bible. When we look at the world differently from what we have been taught, from what we are positioned to believe now, oh, what a mighty world, not the world of America, not the world of earth, but the world of our creator, who again said, before I formed you, he didn't say before I formed America, he said before I formed you in my mother's womb. I had plans. Plans of
2: prospering.
3: Prospering. That word is in there. Prosper. Not plans of government cheese and food stamps and wick and snap. But plans are prospering, not plans of getting to the end of the month and begging God for two ninety nine just to keep the lights on.
2: Plans are prospering,
3: and plans of a hope. I believe you're still breathing now because your hope has not come yet. I believe that you're still breathing now because that plan of prosperity has not been realized. Oh, yeah, you did one or two good things in life. But the latter shall be greater than the former. And when you look at the world beyond your yesterday, beyond your your struggle, when you look at the world and say great, is thy faithfulness. When you look at the world and see that all that you needed thy hand has provided, then what God does now, he starts giving you more needs. Oh, don't look at the fact that you need a new furnace as a burden. That's just a new need that God has to provide. He wants to upgrade you from that baller that smokes and creaks and smells funny. He wants to give you state of the art. He wants to give you solar panels. He wants to give you lights that are LED and up to date with technology. He wants to do all that so your stuff's going down now because I gotta give you a stronger need. Oh, just change how we think about it. Your car didn't break down because God don't like it. Your car break down because time for you to get upgraded. It's time for you not to go down to the Costco and put a little nozzle in the side. It's time for you to plug it in at the house. All that you need, your hands have provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning. This is when you look beyond. This is when you look out there in the atmosphere. When you turn Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski, I got no problem with it, but turn them off. When you turn off Tucker Carlson, don't even listen to Rachel Maddow. Morning by morning. You got to look at the morning. Look at the morning. You look at the morning, you're going to mess up. Be late next Sunday. I'm telling you, time change. Don't forget that. So look
2: at the morning.
3: New mercies, we see
2: all that I need.
3: Thy hand has
2: provided. Great is
3: thy faithfulness, Lord,
1: unto me, my dear grandfather.
4: Gracious Father, as we come this morning, we come to tell you thank you. We thank you for all the gifts that thou hast given us, the gift of mercy, the gift of healing, the gift of wisdom and knowledge. God, we just thank you. We thank you as we read your word. God, you hide it in our hearts that we may not sin against you. That you hide this word in our hearts, God, that we can live as you have purpose in your heart for us to live. We thank you this morning. We just want to give you thanks for all you have done for us, all you're doing for us, and all you're going to do. We thank you. We thank you for your mercy, God, because that mercy this morning has given us the strength to go forth. As we heard your word this morning, God, let that word take root in our hearts. Help us, oh God, to believe your word. Help us to read this word and let it... Think down in our souls. You said meditate on your word day and night. Help us, O God, to remember what has been taught to us this morning. We just thank you this morning, God. We praise you and we magnify your name because you told us to fear not, but you told us to be strong. Be of good courage, be courageous, and walk in the light of your word because you are God, and you are God above all things, and we thank you this morning. We just want to praise you. We praise you this morning, and we give you thanks in advance because, God, we know you're going to do it for us, and we just say thank you. Bless this this listening audience this morning. Keep us encouraged, God. Keep us ever looking to you. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we just want to tell you thank you. We thank you because you told us in all things, give you thanks. Why? Because you are a good God. You are a merciful God. You are a loving Father and we just want to say thank you. We yeah. praise you and we magnify your name. And God we give you all the honor, all the honor, all the glory go to you. We take nothing to ourselves. We boast in you, Lord, because you are who you are. And we just thank you. Name I pray. Amen and Amen.
0: Ah my friends. At the end of every time together, at the end of every podcast, if you will, you will hear me come up to what I call holy ground. And our focal point is to come up at least over the next seven days and leave our moment of reflection, our moment of meditation, just quietly come up here and just leave it here and what we're doing is, we're literally just taking a moment to pause, to be thankful for the opportunity that we have to just chill. I'm walking around this facility that I, my eyes just laid on. It laid on it because it's an opportunity For us to do great things, as they say, great exploits in the community, in the world. And so I've just come today to just walk around it. And today I want to talk about, as I walk around it, I want to talk about the power of worship. The authenticity of saying, what do I mean by that? Worship is more than just coming to church on Sunday. It's actually fellowship. It's actually the building of community. And to some degree, I don't like that word, but that's what it is. It's drawing ourselves together for the power, for the strength, for the ability of one. And so, as I said, we're walking around this facility And please forgive me as I'm still being very, very cryptic about where this facility is. I'm just waiting for the right moment to share where it is. Until that time, I ask you to pray for me, reflect with me as I sit here. And believe believe in the power of our being able to do what we what is possible that the impossible is possible and while I'm sitting here believing that the impossible is possible I ask you to believe with your friends Make sure that they connect it to this, share this with them, slide this into their DMs, and make sure they got that number. You remember it? What was that number that we were supposed to get? 978-990-5097. 978-990-5097. Hit that, that, that pause back 10 seconds. Until you get that number, get at the grandma, because you don't, we don't want you fussing with grandma about trying to use the Internet. Let her call in and hear the service on her phone. You know what I mean? So that's what we're doing with that. But I hope we can reflect on the service, reflect on the good things that has happened, that we've discussed, that we believed in. Reflect on the past seven days leading up to this, the good that has happened, and even the bad, because the bad makes us stronger, and we're believing that whatever happened last week is doing nothing but propelling us into the greatness that is to come. That's what we're hoping for. That's what we're believing for. As the kids say, Nami. So we're thankful. We're thankful for this day. We're again thankful for this opportunity to share. We're thankful for our friends. We're thankful for our families. We're thankful for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united. All the lights came on. And not just the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized nations all over this world. We're definitely in prayer for them. You're doing that with us and knowing that we're gonna get together again. We're gonna do this again, right? Lord willing in the creek don't rise. I look forward to us doing this again. Before we go, you can email us hey it's edb at gmail.com or the first virtual church at gmail.com either one of those will will get you connected to us and share with us what's on your heart what's on your mind and do it for grandmama too all right we'll do this again later till then bye